Brilliant. Welcome back to the Hopeful Influence podcast. Here we are, episode four. Uh, I'm here with Jude and with Tareer. My name is Matt. I should say my name, shouldn't I? That'd be really helpful. Uh, but here we are, episode four, and we're kind of looking a bit... Uh, we're just, I guess, the last three episodes, uh, we've been looking at this um, this big picture, and we're slowly just turning the microscope in, and we're going in a bit further each time. And so here we are, hopeful influence in the church. And what we talk about when we look at the church is we're kind of looking at the gathered church what it looks like when we're gathered together as community as church together um so i guess do, do you want to say a little bit about that and then i guess how you see some of that stuff yeah great great and so yeah and so we, we've talked haven't we, about um you know hopeful influence being this sort of helping other people see get a sense of that the, the future the godship future that we're being called into um participating in in the advance of that advance of, of god's kingdom breaking in experiencing more of that for themselves and so we've got this sort of a bit of a shape to the way hopeful influence um this particular motif of, of christian leadership a theological motif kind of kind of kind of play out i think before we kind of get into like um um uh, you know the, the the detail perhaps of how that becomes manifest within within the gathered church it, it perhaps it's probably helpful just to get a handle on what um what god is doing in and through his church and how we locate the activity of the church within the broader you know created order and all, all that kind of stuff because that gives us a bit of a handle on, on what what it is we're up to and what is it what it is we're, we're meant to be doing uh, if that makes sense so um and i think probably well, one of the theologians i've found um you know contemporary writers so i found most helpful on this is is graham tomlin our bishop of, of kensington and graham's got this sort of paradigm um uh called the widening uh circles he wrote a book widening circle um and it, that's really about trying to locate um uh, well, some notion of of, of sort of priesthood uh, within the church, but perhaps by extension, um, you know, any any um, uh, person exercising a significant leadership or influence within the gathered church environment. And, and the way for him this widening circles thing work is he, is he says he paints a picture of, um, you know, all of the created order. We read about God's good creation in, in Genesis chapter 1. Um, and then God seems to um, to pull out, to draw out from that created order, uh, humanity, um, Adam and Eve, uh, human beings. Uh, and our purpose is to be a blessing back to the created order. We're meant to tend and care for it, to steward it, to enable uh, the created order to be the most thriving, most beautiful, the most wonderful place that God intended it uh, reflecting God's beauty and God's goodness and so we, we have a we have a purpose we have a, um, a God-given purpose within that created order of course things then go wrong um, and so God uh, God then calls out uh, a people for himself from within humanity um, uh, Abraham the Abrahamic covenant the formation of Israel as we get that sort of narrative moving through uh, the book of Genesis and, and and through the Old Testament you've got this, this formation of the people of Israel um, and then, um, and, and now within a sort of New Testament, age of the spirit, church, um, you know, obviously some nuance there about how um, Israel travels forward, um, uh, but some sense in which God's uh, still today, you know, and, and particularly uh, manifest through the, through, through the church, um, we have God's people 
being agents of blessing back to the rest of humanity. We're meant to tell people about Jesus, point uh, to the, 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 the Jewish saviour who's come to uh, make all things right. And to help people, as we've talked about you know, in our first three podcasts, help people join in with this bigger movement of renewal and transformation that God is doing in the world. So, so that's our purpose, if you like, as, as church to humanity, enabling humanity then to be a blessing uh, to the rest of creation. And so the, the widening circle, the outer circle being creation, the next sort of circle of blessing being humanity. Within that, so the smaller circle being um, God's people, uh, the church, the age of the spirit. But then within that as well, there's also this smaller circle that sort of um, where God calls um, out from his people um, a smaller number of folks to be a blessing back uh, to the church. So I would talk about people who are called out to enable the church to be the church. Um, perhaps the Old Testament um, uh, equivalent was the sort of the, the uh, Levitical priesthood called out from the people of Israel to enable uh, the people of Israel to know their true identity before God, to worship uh, God, to, 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 to be who they truly are. And, and so we see that within the life of the gathered church, I think, that people are called uh, to serve the church, to equip the church, um, to be a blessing back to the church to help the church to be its true self and you, you know some sense in which that might be occupied by by church um by positional leaders within the church you know maybe an ordained person you know vicar or what have you but actually you know in some sense that ministry is then also shared and, and certainly in larger churches where um there are teams of people who are serving the church helping the church to be the church you know you see that in whether it's you know maybe the, the worship pastor is raising up other worship leaders or someone doing some work with students and building teams of students to to, to grow and to disciple other students and kind of um, live out that, their sort of own calling to discipleship and discipling others and so it's a shared ministry that that you find at the sort of the heart of the church people called uh, to serve and bless uh, the church and so I think we kind of <clears throat> so how is that helpful well I think that kind of if what I think we're thinking mostly about in this session is that, um, I mean, every Christian person has got a role of influence to play to other Christian people, helping them, discipling, you know, encouraging, equipping, all of that. But but there are particular roles within the life of the church, the life of the gathered church, where we, um, uh, which we sort of set apart people to to to. I think we can say, you know, exercise this hopeful influence back to the church itself to, to, to point to a different kind of future, to help other people move forward on their journey of faith, to participate in uh, this God renewal movement of which we're part and to experience God for themselves more and more uh, as they travel forward. So I think if that makes sense, I think that's the picture which we're sort of operating and moving and locating ourselves um, within and my guess is well you know for you guys I've sort of talked to a bit there but I think you know you you two are both leaders you know within the life of our gathered church you've been leaders in the lives of other gathered churches experience I mean maybe you could sort of how's about you unpack that a little bit I don't know T maybe you could start just you know how have you seen some of that sort of made manifest in your own experience and how do you how do, how do you connect with that yeah um yeah, that was really helpful, Jude. Firstly, just want to say that. Um, so, yeah, as part of my role, so I am an assistant chaplain um, of universities in Liverpool, and I do that out of St. James's Church. Um, and I've just been thinking about a project that I've recently just set up called Mindful Art. And 
something that I've just noticed recently is that students, particularly students in our church, they just don't have balance in their lives. So a lot of the time they'll just go to the library, they'll hustle for hours on end, and then maybe they'll go home, have dinner, and then go back to the library, and then go out. And um, yeah, just even from my own experience of university, I just realized that it was such an intense period of time. And when it comes to rest and taking time out from studies, that's just not a thing that's prioritized within student life. Um, and also just with the pandemic as well, I think um, mental illness has really skyrocketed on campuses. And God just really gave me a heart for that, gave me a heart for, for what it would look like for students to have better balance within their lives, to, to take rest more seriously, um, and to get creative as well, and just process some of that hefty stuff um, that, that students go through. Um, and so had this idea of setting up like a, a mindful art space where students um, from any, any campuses in Liverpool can just come and have a breather, just process some of those emotions that they're feeling and really get creative and, and take time out. Um, and so I guess my, my role within that, I feel like I've been called out from the church to help students be led into a more God-shaped future in the sense that they can have more balance in their lives and they can spend time being more creative and just become more passionate about rest and Sabbath. And that's just a, a small step for me, but my long-term goal is that more students would step into that and potentially even the church would, would recognize that creativity and rest together is really important. Um, so yeah, that's just really exciting me at the moment. That's where I feel like the widening circle is perhaps a real live example in my life. But yeah, that's, Dude, that's, that's, a, that's amazing, isn't it? And just seeing the sort of, I don't know, the, the poverty perhaps of of, the, of the, the lack of balance, you know, within within student community, um, seeing things that are missing, and saying actually God's future is a broader, better balanced, more wholesome future. And, and creating space to travel. I mean, I find that really inspiring. And I mean, there's something about how you, because you kind of, have I got this right? You're kind of using sort of, uh, you know, natural materials and having some kind of tuning in a little bit to the, the physicality, to the, um, uh, you know, sort of natural world stuff. That, there's yeah. a bit of a dimension there as well, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I think, so I just have so many random materials just sitting there in my house at the moment. Loads of wedding cards that I got, um, yeah, through the wedding and, and just other bits. And just thinking about how to use those in creative pieces, you know, it, it helps others to be a blessing to the creative order when you think about recycling or thinking about using plastic again rather than just chucking it away uh so yeah in many ways i see mindful art also as as a way of blessing creation too mm. yeah recognizing that honoring that it's really helpful yeah. it's cool. what about you man uh well i guess for me so i have a role at church and so my role at church is assistant pastor and creative director which is a long confusing title for uh for understanding my calling is to what you said before Jesus helping the church to be the church and that that is that could be my job title instead you know that that's what I'm trying to do that's what I'm playing my part in as as well as that I am helping creatives to be creative in the church and outside of the church as well and so I'm trying to make sense of that widening circle I think it's important to understand that like 
it's not a performance-based piece, is it? So um, it's not that Jude is better than us and so he's got further down the line in the widening circle. But we, Jude plays his part in other parts of that circle as well. So um, Jude is a priest uh, helping the church to be the church, but also plays his part, and I play my part in being a church member. And so I um, am playing my part in showing humanity into a better future, into a God-shaped future. And then hopefully uh, in creation as well, helping you know to steward and to bless creation. And so um, it's multifaceted, isn't it? And I guess you could go on and on about our different roles and what it looks like. And sometimes we're stronger on one part than we are on another. Um, but what I think the widening circle does is give us a good balance for like, for our lives and what it can look like to help each other and to steward and to bless others. And so that's how I understand it. And so I just try and keep it really simple and I'm helping the church to be the church. I'm helping creatives to be creative. You know, I'm helping to steward and bless, um, you know, people and show them Jesus. And I'm helping um, a bit further on with creation too. And just to pick up on that, Matt, I mean, one of the things that I find really inspiring about your ministry is I think you are, I guess we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the, in the podcast, but I think you are particularly good at identifying people who, um, you know, who've got interest, desire, potential uh, in particular areas. And you just, you just give them, you let them um, you let them lead and you let them take on responsibility <laughs> and you let them do stuff so, you know, so early, right from the off, you know, and mm. you're like, you're there, you're alongside them, you're equipping, you're encouraging, you're giving them opportunities that they might not get in other places. And mm. I mean, there's all sorts of challenges, risks, you know, stuff around that, but your heart and your desire to see people grow is just, is really obvious. So I think the um, really apparent Mm. Um, and I know that's something we're going to pick up a bit later. Yeah, thanks, June. I, I think um, I've been thinking a little bit about, um, you know, the word that Ezekiel gives about the watchman on the tower and um, how the watchman's job is to watch out for danger. So for, for those who are going to come to the city with a sword to kill people. And it says that the if the watchman does his job, then he's going to tell other people that there is danger ahead or there is something ahead that they need to be um, aware of. Now, I, I, but it also says if they don't do their job, then there are consequences for that and people won't know and suddenly there are problems. Um, and I think I've been reflecting on my just call and uh, just being here. <laughs> uh, as that watchman, you know, I have a, a vantage point that I can see and my job is to show glimpses of that to other people. How, have you ever thought about leading worship? Now that might be a bit scary for somebody. So have you ever thought about playing guitar in a band? You know, or have you ever thought about doing that in a smaller context in like your connect group or because we could really do with some help. And you know, you're just showing a little glimpse of a God-shaped future. And it sometimes some well, often people will say, No, I've never I've never thought about that. Oh no, I'm not sure I am good enough or well, well, you are, you know, excellence is in opportunity, not in skill, you know, so, well, it's what I believe. And so that is the journey that we go in, but it, it's all based biblically 
in this watchman. And the, that's how I am starting to understand that priestly role is um, giving opportunity to others and showing a God-shaped future for others. So we are going to listen to Chris Rogers. I think what I loved about the last episode of the podcast was getting more voices, hearing more um, varied opinions and expressions of leadership and hopeful influence and what that looks like in different contexts and what we can just learn from that as well for ourselves. And so um, it's the same for uh, this episode. And we're going to listen to Chris, who is a priest in the Church of England. He is a rector uh, at All Hallows Church in Bow. Uh, London and he has a lot of different he's quite passionate about um, discipleship material as well and what that looks like for us to step into and to embrace uh, and so we're gonna listen to Chris now great well I'm delighted to have uh, Chris Rogers uh, with me today uh, Chris is rector at All Hallows Bow in East London uh, long-time friend um, well-known folks uh, writer speaker podcast um, any other any other titles you want to be uh, referred to by Chris? Lord and Master. Lord and Master. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I, I usually get introduced first and foremost as Chris, a Star Wars fan, yeah. who is Rector of All Hallows. It's like that usually is the first thing that people say. Well, anyone who follows your Facebook feed will see Star Wars, you know, yeah. with with the prominence. Chris, you, you're involved in all sorts of stuff and. Um, you produce some great material on um, sort of whole life discipleship, mm. growing disciples. Uh, tell us a bit about your sort of role within that in church and, and maybe a little bit mm. about leadership and, and how you're sort of exercising leadership at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I lead All Hallows Bow Church in East London. I think out of East London, we've realised that discipleship is key. People were coming to faith, but were they being deepened in that faith? And about five years ago, we started really exploring discipleship. What is discipleship? And ended up creating Making Disciples. We run a website, we are makingdisciples.com. And the podcast that you mentioned, Making Disciples, is, is all discipleship based. And I think linking it with leadership is um, most of us think discipleship is me learning to be um, religious or something like that. Where actually, discipleship is about apprenticeship. And we all need uh, to be led by someone and we need to lead somebody else. And I would say leadership is just about influence. Uh, leadership is having positive influence on somebody. So discipleship is having positive influence uh, on somebody else as you disciple them, but allowing somebody else to have influence over you in a positive way to grow you and help you flourish as a disciple of Jesus. So you know, leadership and discipleship actually go hand in hand because we're all called to be led but we're all called to lead. Uh, so the two really nicely go together. Mate, I totally agree. And I, I love the way you're sort of um, connecting you know, leadership and influence together, which is, of course, something mm. I, I pick up on in the book. You were going to quiz me on some of that, I think. No, no, no. I, I mean, do you mean this book? Oh, yes. This one. Oh. Well done with this. Um, I have to say, when this arrived, I unpacked it. I put it on the kitchen table and my daughter said, what's that? And I said, Oh, it's a Christian Where's Wally? I said, You've got to find Where's Wally in the picture. And she sat for a good five minutes looking, going, I can't find him. Um, I love the cover. Yeah. <laughs> you should have had you should have had a little picture of you in the same style at the back. Um, Mate, do you tell me, I 
I love the book. Tell me about Hopeful Influence. What, what is the meaning behind the title? Because we choose titles really carefully when we write books, don't we? Um, you've got, yeah, tell me, Hopeful Influence, what's that? What's the meaning Sorry. for you? Come on. Well, okay. So, the, um, so I'm trying to take a bit of a, a fresh look at Christian leadership. And I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of start the conversation on Christian leadership with, with this sort of question of, well, what is God doing? Um, mm. in and through our leadership of others and, and I sort of go on a bit of a journey uh, in the book uh, to sort of ask that question in a few different ways uh, but one of my starting points is to sort of um, well say well what is what is leadership what's happening in leadership mm. we, we we do things to the word leadership don't we? we we've all had good and bad experiences of leadership and sometimes those we just want to get rid of the term because mm. leadership can have connotations of just heavy oppressive um, dictatorial sort of um, mm. behaviour or, or whatever but I, I sort of tried to get to the, the, the root of it and I engaged with a, a sociologist called Bernard Bass in the book who basically lo like yourself actually sort of defines leadership in its purest form as just influence you know when we um, influence others uh, there's a sense of us um, us moving forwards and others sort of joining in uh, with that responding positively to our influence mm. so I'm sort of equating leadership and influence um, and, and then the sort of the hopeful bit, well, I'm kind of saying, well, um, if leadership is influence, if yeah. in some sense leadership is about movement forward into, into change and transformation, you know, if we're moving forward, um, then, then what, what shape does that take in the Christian life? Mm. Well, I've sort of riffed around that a little bit yeah. uh, in the book. And, and I kind of, where I kind of land with that is um, I, kind of, I kind of arguing really that, um, that Christian leadership is a, is a form of influence where we basically help other people to move closer to God. Perhaps, mm. you know, to use theological language, uh, maybe to move uh, deeper into the kingdom of God, the, the place where mm. Jesus is Lord, where there's a, a greater sense of the Lordship being, uh, of Jesus being sort of evidenced in, in our lives and, and the lives of others. We're moving deeper into the kingdom of God. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Christian leadership is it's, this sort of influence yeah. into the kingdom. Go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's brilliant because if you look at leadership in the world, if I own a company, I employ members of staff, and really leadership there is about me getting you to do what I want you to do so I can get where I want to go. So essentially leadership is about me wanting to get somewhere and who do I need to pull in to lead to get me where. Whereas what you're talking about, uh, hopeful leadership, is much more about well, I'm a leader, but my job is for me not to get higher. My job is to help you to get closer. Amen. And therefore, leadership looks radically different yeah. because it's not self-serving leadership. It becomes about me wanting to see you flourish. Come on. And yeah. that's different. And, and this is where I'd say a lot of business folk who've come into church leadership, they have to reimagine leadership because they can't just bring their business model into the church. Yes. Uh, all they're going to do is create empires, church yeah, that is empire. focused. Yeah. yeah. And we're about kingdom. We want to bring the, bring the kingdom of God. Uh, and that's what I love about you, this in the book is you really do allow us to think about what leadership is in a Christian context. And it is different, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, I, I love the way you um, sort of pick up on that, that sort of opportunity we have to, to enable others to find forms of life. And mm. I remember the last time, you may not remember this, but the last time you preached at our church here in Liverpool, St. James, St. James in the city, um, you were talking about vocations. Mm. 
and you were talking about um, working within a church context, maybe even being ordained, is actually is actually more of a demotion than yeah. a promotion. And it was yeah. such a provocative word. We we have every year we have people. God bless us with people who go forward for training and ordination every year. Yeah. And it's such a provocative word word for them because yeah. you know we can we can do this fun even within church circles yeah. we can do this funny thing can't we with the leadership where it's it's about elevation yeah. you know elevation of ourselves or our sense of importance and actually yeah. you just brought it back to the sense of look we're here to serve one another we're here to yeah. help other people grow on their journey if anything God is demoting us mm. to the service well of I think. If you think about um, the way the world works as a triangle, the least important are at the bottom, the most important are at the top. And we're told the kingdom is an upside down kingdom. Mm. So that whole thing then flips upside down, which means when you grow in leadership, you're going, you're going lower. Yeah. And you, where do we see this biblically? We see it with Jesus washing feet. Yeah. As Jesus gets lower on his knees, as he washes and serves, he's showing us what Christian leadership looks like. It's an upside down leadership. Yeah. In the same way that he teaches an upside down kingdom uh, yeah. and so therefore to understand the kingdom of god and understand where we're meant to be going then then actually um as a leader we are being demoted and some people hate that idea but i'm not sure i ever got ordained to have a title i got ordained to get on with loving people um <laughs> But it is interesting, isn't it, how the world's view of leadership in ours is just different. And there is a culture shift we have to make. Yeah, and keep challenging ourselves because there's mm. something inside us that will we'll want to do something to that word, you know, mm. and as we inhabit it, you know, self can get sort of puffed up and, you know, how do we constantly dial that down and challenge that, remind ourselves what we're really about. I love mm. it. I'm not sure right. I quite. I'm not sure I quite answered you the hopeful bit of your of your question. Yeah, and I think go. the reason why the reason why I sort of pressed on hope really was this. Um, so I engaged with a, a guy called Jurgen Moltmann, who you know yeah. a bit of I yeah. suspect, but um, he talks a lot about a sort of a theology of hope, and and for him it's as Christians we're sort of um, the reality within which we move is a hopeful reality. There's a mm. sense in which. Um, you know, God is drawing all of creation back to himself. That there's this renewing work of the Holy Spirit uh, in God's people. You know, Jesus' lordship starts in our hearts, yeah. but it's meant to move out to all creation as our influence is extended out to, to friends, other people, but ultimately to the whole of the creative uh, order. And so there's some sense in which we are, it's a hopeful journey. You know, yeah. it's about movement, it's about change, it's about a renewal. Um, and so that's why I landed on on the hopeful influence bit. And just because I know you're going to come back on me in a minute, but the, yeah, um, it's great. Uh, the, um, the 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 elements. Uh, I, I looked at I look at a few ingredients that sort of undergird this hopeful movement. And I talk about um, you know as we express influence on one another, the imagination to see the future, how we sort of yeah. um, you know serve others, um, you know how yeah. power gets expressed and worked out in our relationship. It's something about a theology of fun in that movement back to God. But come on, you got, no, you got something. No, 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 no. I got, I've just cut this out of a flyer. So I love, Maltman is one of the people that's inspired me the most when it com comes to understanding what is it we're praying and dreaming for, for our communities and for our lives. And Maltman inspires me because he says it's like the cross. Um, through the resurrection, there's a new reality on the other side. I don't know if you can see that in, on a 2D yeah, screen, yeah. but there's another reality here. And when we pray, it's like we're reaching through the cross and pulling the future reality forwards. 
So we're praying into reality today what is only found behind the cross. And in leadership, what we get to do is, I see an individual, I see the life, uh, you know, we do a lot around um, recovery of alcohol and drugs. I get to see somebody on this side of the cross, but because of the cross, I get to see what they look like beyond it. So and good. my job as a leader is to pull the person that is on the other side of that cross through to this reality. Uh, and sometimes it's by choosing to speak of somebody from this position, not this position. Yeah. You, you, know, you can start pulling them forward. You have a hope for their life that they don't yeah. even have yet. I love Moltmann. I think what he says about the resurrection and how we therefore engage is beautiful. Mate, that is so good. That is so mm. good. And this sense in which we can speak almost prophetic, you know, yeah. true and prophetic language over people about yeah. their identity in Christ, about God's good plans and purposes for them, um, and help them sort of mm. to discover those things for themselves. That's great. Yeah, I love great. Amazing. There is so much good stuff there for us to listen to. I, I don't know about you guys, but I could just listen uh, to Chris and Jude just go on forever, really. I'm, well, I'm, Chris, really. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was really helpful, really good stuff. And so I wonder if we just reflect on some bits that really stood out for us, some things that we're going to be stewing on uh, as we continue from this place. But um, T, what, what was it that stood out for you? Mm. I think um, there was a lot there, so much that I'm just going to need to reflect on, really. Um, but probably the quote that Chris mentioned when he said, uh, not for me to get higher, but for you to get closer. That is incredible. I feel like I need to get that tattooed somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> on your forehead, I think. On my on forehead, forehead, everyone yeah. can see it. <laughs> but it's so true, isn't it? Like We don't want to create empires. We don't want to just elevate ourselves in leadership. Um, I think it's so true what Chris was saying about demotion and how leadership is about demotion. It's about loving others, seeing other people first and foremost, um, and thinking of ourselves least. Um, and it's just struck me that that is such a completely different model to what we see in secular society. You know, yeah. if I went to Alan Sugar in <laughs> business sector and I said, <laughs> hey, Alan, um, as a leader in business, like, first and foremost, is it loving people that is your mission? You know what I mean? Is your <laughs> mission as a leader? I don't know if he could agree with that. I mean, maybe he would, but I don't think so. Do you think um, you would last an episode on The Apprentice <laughs> or do you think you'd be the first to be fired? I would definitely be the first to be fired. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just love that uh, Chris talks about how Christian leadership within the church is just the complete opposite to what we see um, yeah, in, in our society. And it's just a helpful reminder, isn't it, that it's other people first. Um, yes, yeah, so that's probably what I took from it. What about you guys? So helpful. I, I mean, just on that point, I, I so agree. And I think the, the this language, again, we picked up on it with, with Chris, but that sort of, you know, as we take up positional leadership within the church, that it's more for our demotion rather than our promotion. And it's just... What a, you know, it's a really provocative way of putting it, but what a really helpful thing to come back to again and again. You know, we're, we're there to enable others, to serve others, to help other people move forward. To, it's about that blessing, you know, that God pours out his spirit uh, and wants to move in and through us to bless uh, others and for the good of others. And if you're kind of having that, 
sort of as you say tattooed I, mean, I wouldn't be tattooing that anyway myself but the um, you know it's so written into our DNA do you know what I mean that's what you want it's so written into our DNA that that's what I will do and that's the kind of responses that I want as you know as you know, I, I, you know, I think I say in the book, as, as sort of existentially painful as that sometimes will be, because when we when we prefer others and we we seek the betterment of others, um, that is um, there's interesting reactions in terms of our inner self and our own sense of you know how we make sense of our own uh, self worth and function and uh, achievement and stuff, which are all important things as well. But you know, it, it's an interesting sort of landscape to step into. But again, as Chris said, you know, it's sort of you know, it's Jesus choosing to wash his disciples' feet and, and, and yeah. to occupy that place that, uh, that in our flesh we do not want to occupy, yeah. uh, but that God calls us to uh, again. And, uh, you know, I can, I've just got a memory now of a you know, conversation with, um, you know, a, a, a leader in church who sort of chose to sort of um, opt out of leadership because it wasn't really giving them what they wanted and you know I'm, I'm not sort of knocking or I mean obviously there's wisdom stuff around you don't want to be doing stuff in the life of the church that isn't resonating with who you are and of course for sure you know there's a, there's, there's wisdom there but my sense was I'm thinking of one particular conversation that I had my sense was that it was this person was running this equation where it was like well this isn't really doing it for me and it's like you know how, how can you how can you change the thought process there you know, what is it that you're actually doing? What is it that God's called you to do? What posture are you adopting as you exercise that, that positional leadership or you think about that positional leadership within the church? Because if it's all, if it, you know, if it starts and ends with you and if it's all about your own <laughs> particular thing, then probably, you know, maybe you're not in the right place or maybe you just need to do a bit more thought and reflection before you continue to inhabit that kind of ministry. Well, we can all get... We all oh, do gosh. that, yeah, don't we? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we, so we, we all yeah. find our ego in our position of leadership. And, and something that I thought was really helpful from Chris was that upside down triangle and that like famous model of hierarchy and leadership that we see. And not that we get rid of it, but we turn it upside down. And that's so helpful. And you're, you're at the bottom, that demotion not promotion thing is really helpful and that's all models and seen through Jesus it's all about what, what Jesus has done for us the way he talked about the kingdom of God and that is um that is a hammer to our ego which is which is helpful and good for us to have um and just just that stuff that Chris was talking about looking through the cross but then reaching through the cross was was so helpful for me and so helpful and and that's another way i think of talking about that um seeing that god-shaped future pulling people into it that glimpse of the future um and i think i don't know we've all seen good and bad examples of leadership haven't we and we've all inhabited good and bad examples of leadership if we're honest and um, but for for us it's getting back to it and going right this is how Jesus did things. And I, I know like in the 90s, early 2000s, when we all had those uh, wristbands that said WWJD, you know, oh, the, yeah. you know those classic. Those classic ones. And uh, we all thought it was cringe by like 2005. But <laughs> <laughs> but really, um, I think there's a lot of wisdom there. <laughs> well, for our leadership, what would Jesus do? What did Jesus do? 
How did he inhabit it? And what did he do on the cross? And how can I pull people not into um, what I want or me building my empire or me building this, but how can I journey with and how can we see a God-shaped future, a better future together? I thought was just mm. really great. And I think you're into the kind of the real you know, rub of like the how-to stuff here. Because I, again, well, for both of you as leaders, I see, you know, I, I'm so inspired by your abilities to draw other people alongside you. I mean, I remember T telling the story back in episode one or whatever it was about the formation of Just Love and, you know, how in Liverpool and how um, you had uh, spotted people who had a heart for justice and you had a vision for... Um, you know, an emerging vision in dialogue with them. You know, you're inviting people into the shaping of that vision. But there was a sense of you could see how people could play really significant roles in in pursuing justice within the student community. And equally for you, Matt, you know, I just think the way you've um, year on year within our, you know, within your with your creative role within the church, you identify people musically and you know in other ways who who've got gifts and skills to bring and you often identify it before they've necessarily even identified it themselves and I, you know i think one of our um uh, now you know prominent worship leaders within our church who you who you spotted at a really early point and you know before they could really even see it for themselves and it was again it's like that looking through the cross and you could you could see the god-shaped potential in that person before they they could see it for themselves and then you, you there's this sort of nurturing exercise of of calling that out and giving opportunity and um, helping to shape and I mean it is so nuanced because you know you do um, you know it's not a totally um, uh, you know open-ended and um, you know there is a sense in which you sometimes you feel the Lord speaks you know and, and the Lord says you know you know put somebody on your heart or or, or, or the, you know this person would be really good at that and you know, because you can't force people into stuff, but then there's like a, there is an intentional, you know, I really think you might be good at this or I'd really like to help you move forward in this. And of course, you know, people can say no or people can opt in or opt out to a greater or lesser extent. And that's all fine. It's choice, it's decision-making. But but sometimes we do see something, you know, and there is a pursuing, there's an intentional pursuing of that good and godly thing. And again, how that gets held and managed, I think is all in the sort of, you know how to how to manifest and live this stuff out well. Mm. Um, yeah. I think it, it just reminds us of a verse. I, I can't remember the verse, but we were found in Christ before we were lost in Adam. You know that before the foundation of the world, Jesus had already seen the potential in us. You know, <laughs> before the foundations of the world, we weren't there. You know, that's and that's our job is to see the potential in others. And I, I think you're right, Jude. That often. I mean, sometimes I just wake up and, I th- and I've and i got this thought and I know it's not from me and I know it's from God. Oh, this person, what well, they would be great at this or I really need their help in this. I, want, I wonder if they'd be up for it. I'll just go and ask them. It's, it's none of my genius. It's all from God. It's all about moving with his spirit and living in the fullness that Jesus um, has given us. Sure. and the freedom and what i'd quickly add to that as well yeah. is that it's so much so about relationship because in that example matt where mm. maybe you think of someone in your mind of, of who to bless away 
give responsibility away to you, you'd have to know them quite well to know what their skills and abilities are. Mm. Um, and it just made me think, gosh, I really need to diversify the types of relationships I have in my life so that I know who to give responsibility away to. Because yeah. I think sometimes we have in our mind like a kind of cookie cut type Christian of who can lead, mm. you know, and, and actually what about the more quieter folks? Why not build That's relationships it. with people who are different to us so that, you know, we can give responsibility and things away to different types of people. Uh, and I think that you you do that really well, Matt. It just made yeah. me think. Well, that's that's a good example. Like for us as creatives, uh, when I when I met with somebody and they were very introverted, some we really struggle as creatives to to um, facilitate quiet creatives. You know, more introverted people, and so having done that once and just realized and made a space for them, I start to think, wow, like God, God has so much for us through these people that we we just don't even give a chance to because we're just so if we're extroverted we're just so loud and out there and already thinking like already got the thought process already verbally said it out loud all this stuff so now i'm passionate about introverted creatives and what they can bring because what they can bring is so different than what i can bring and better in some ways you know better than what i can bring um and so it is about relationship but it's also about getting to know those who you don't already know and just finding out about asking open questions T tell me about your art tell me about your service T tell me what you're passionate about they're really simple questions but it's sometimes the fact that we haven't even run the equation of asking somebody a simple question you know we're just running with what we already know or what we've already thought about um so helpful and, and bishop paul in liverpool has got this one of the things he <clears throat> mentions i think in the book is the he's got this picture of um us trout us journeying together as christian people on the road together and we and 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 the, the the point of influence the point of leadership isn't when we go ahead or isn't when we're behind us but when we're alongside and when we know the people we're traveling with where we're working it out together uh, and that, that, that sense of friendship and relationship being the kernel uh, perhaps of that whatever it is that's happening in the leadership dynamic is being worked out through relationship together yeah um matt it'd be good to pray uh, yeah. in a moment can i just say maybe just as a thought of summary just to sort of bring it together i mean i think the um we talked obviously started the uh, this pod thinking about the widening circle and trying to locate our activity uh, as exercising Christian leadership within the church, within this sort of this bigger thing of the created order of creation and humanity, the church, um, uh, and then and then people drawn out, set apart within the church to be that blessing uh, back to the church to enable that those expressions of influence, hopeful influence, and uh, back uh, to the church. And and somehow this, this sense in which um, just picking up on something T shared earlier, you know the um, you know Wood Allen Sugar. You know, what, how would Alan Sugar define you know, some of his core purposes within, within that commercial environment? I, I think there is, again, the sort of optimist within me would want to say that, um, uh, the, the, as, you know, when Christians go on to inhabit those kind of places of leadership within the commercial sector, that we can't, there is a way, actually, you know, a better way of, of holding those positions where we, 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 we bring in you know, the, the, our Christian understanding uh, of, of what we're actually doing in the world, that it is actually about loving people. It is, it, it is about finding better, more sustainable 
futures. It is trying to get a sense of the, the, the God's kingdom stuff and a, a picture, you know, imagery of what we are traveling into. And actually, that, they, that makes the most sustainable businesses and the best companies to work for and the, the places, you know, and I think some the very best businesses in the world actually are beginning to understand that. You do see that being played out in different ways than just the pure commercial stuff. And, and, and so just to land it, I think the church is meant to be a place where we, we, we think about these things and we, we model hopeful influence for one another in our positional roles, but in our, you know, together as community, so that we are then released, you know, uh, sent out, you know, to be uh, people of hopeful, hopeful influence in the world, joining in with God's bigger movement of recreation uh, and renewal. Uh, by the Spirit of God uh, working amongst us into that God-shaped future. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Matt. Amazing. Shall we pray together? God, we thank you that there is just amazing potential in your church. And we thank you for how you've created us in relationship, God. We pray for opportunities to look through the cross, to reach through the cross in our leadership. God, help us be mindful and proactive in our relationships with each other, God. Help us to realize that this isn't an ego trip, but this is partnering with your creation and your will, your um, your God-shaped future. God, we thank you for all that you're doing amongst us, and we thank you for those uh, for that potential, for those opportunities that you have for us as we move from this place. Amen. Amen. Amen.